You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm-hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hello. This is the movie show. Ah, and your favorite ORSPS. Yes, your favorite online radio station podcasting service. That was in brackets. <laughs> Active FM. Yes. Yeah. Today, we have a very interesting movie review. It is on a 2021 movie. I know, shocking, right? We have like... Quite recent. We've been, yeah, we've been doing back way, 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 way back when... We found very good movies, though, that we don't know what happened in that moment of our lives that we didn't watch it. Because, I don't know. But we found them and they were they were good. But this week we are doing a 2021 film. And it is called Chaos Walking. Ryan, had you seen the trailer to this film? I didn't. I went in completely blind. Okay. I had seen the trailer because I'm that person that if I see like 2021 movies coming out, I'm like, yeah! Then I go watch the trailer. And obviously this one would have been part of the many films that they advertised for this year. So I did know about this film coming out. And then when we were, so as a family, we planned to go to cinemas. When I went on and saw it, I was like, we are watching that. I decided for my whole family, we are going to watch Chaos Walking. And so we went and we watched Chaos Walking. And may, may I advise, now there are two types of people in this world. There are those who watch the trailers, especially, <laughs> and there are those who don't watch the the, the the trailers. The trailer. I like going into a movie completely blind because I believe that a movie has a a um, a, a ride that it wants yeah. to take you on, and so I go in blind. I'm just like, go oh, take forth, take me. I'm willing. Although this trailer didn't give, like, I don't feel like it gave the movie away. Well, I watched the trailer afterwards, and I'm not going to comment on it. All I'm saying is I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer. For real? Yeah. Actually, actually, I, I actually uh, I enjoyed the film. It's an original. Fo- it's a very original idea. Yeah, no. Can I be honest? When I watched the trailer, I wasn't very, very, very focused because I was with people. So we were watching it together. And then, you know, you're like talking and commenting. The thing I remember about the trailer is that this guy's thoughts are out on display. That's all I remember. And then obviously he meets a girl, but I didn't, that's mainly what I got from the trailer, but I, I don't think that's because that's all they showed in the trailer. It's probably just because I was slightly distracted when watching the trailer. So for this film, I, I wasn't, nothing was okay. The only thing that was spoiled was the catalyst. And the catalyst basically is a term for when you push someone into action. So, you know, all movies start with, this is the year, this is the location, this is your main character. You're like, yay. And then this is what they do every day. And then suddenly something happens that now either pulls them out of their daily routine or forces them to go on an adventure or someone dies and then they, etc. So in this film, that would be the girl arrives. And obviously now it's like, first of all, I've never seen a girl. Second of all, why can't I see her thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, for me, that's all the trailer gave away. But I'm not saying that the trailer doesn't give away more. Does the trailer give away more? Uh, that's just what I remember from the trailer. Okay, let me tell you from, from, from this point of view. 
if you've watched the trailer already, this will help you. If you haven't watched the trailer, this will also help you. <laughs> I didn't find it gave away information. I just found it gave a complete, a different feel. Feel, yeah. When I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is actually quite good. Yeah. And I was like, wait, but I watched the movie and it wasn't, it was sort yeah. of, but not really. Like it kind of gives the plot, but the music is really good and the shots and the cuts. I'm like, wow, this is pretty yeah. cool. But the movie was That is like the that. thing. It's sometimes trailers set you off in a different direction to what the film actually is. So I think it's it sets up an expectation and then that expectation isn't met. And that's when yes. you don't enjoy a film, when you were expecting something and you were given something else. Unless the something else was brilliant. Like yeah. it, it exceeded your expectation. Yeah, because if you, when I look at a lot of the reviews, a lot of people are like, wow, what a downer. I was expecting more. And then when I looked at the trial, I was like, hmm, I, I wonder if this is why, why they expected um, a bit more. Yeah. So talking about it was a downer, it has, well, financially, it is a downer because the budget. So Ryan found $125 million, I found $100 million, so the internet is confused. But... We, the budget was between 100 and 125 million US dollars. The box office, they only made 17.7 million. I got 21. You got 20? Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay, you see, the internet okay, is Wikipedia. confused. So, there's a, I mean, obviously, Wikipedia is, I, I don't know if this part is, you know, people can edit it, but obviously, Wikipedia, you can edit it. So, maybe someone put the wrong. They were details. like, shame, guys. No, let's give them an extra yeah. <laughs> four. Yeah. yeah. So, they. Yeah. <sighs> I want to say that the world situation at the moment hasn't helped that. Cause, so I, I went, like I said, I went to watch this in cinemas. And every time we've gone to cinemas since cinemas shut down, it's like we always are like, how are they making money? Because it is empty. We were the only ones in the cinema when we went to watch this. Serious? We didn't go at like, you know how you've got your prime time? Where it's like, we didn't go to prime time. We went, it was the mid, like the early afternoon. So cinemas aren't really like, yeah. And we were on leave, but it wasn't a public holiday or anything. So that's pro probably why. But we were the only ones in the cinemas. So that Cinema. means you could run around and shout and, hey, dad, pass me the popcorn. <laughs> Not that we do that though, because, you know, I'm that person that don't talk to me when the movie starts. Don't tell me anything when the movie finishes. Then you I make... try and ask the guy to. Sorry, can you just pause? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, just sorry. Time out. Please. I don't even know if there was anyone there by the the projector. Like, isn't it just like? Yeah, it automatic. Yeah, automatic. So there's no sorry, guys. If you want to pause the movie in the cinema, you're not going to have much luck. But no. yeah, the director of this film is a man named. I hope a man named. I hope I pronounce his name right. Da Daug Lehman. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, um, yeah. I yes. probably would pronounce it like that as well. <laughs> and he, so just in case you're wondering who this man is, he's done a lot of other good films. He directed Edge of Tomorrow. Loved that movie. We've spoken about Was that a recently. Very good film. Very, very good. He did a lot of the Born Identity, if not all of the Born Identity. I'm not sure, but. Very he, good film. Yeah, he did most of those. He did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was with Brad Pitt and Anthony. Hilarious. <laughs> he did another film with Tom Cruise named um, American Made in 2017. Oh, I, I haven't know. seen that, but I'd be interested to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he, he has done, he's, he's a good director. We can trust his. 
his films. Yes. Now, just to give you a bit of background. So, Chaos Walking is actually adapted from a book. And the book series, it's a trilogy. The book series is called The Knife of Never Letting Go. And this is the synopsis of the book. So, it says, Todd Hewitt is the only boy in a town of men. Ever since the settlers were infected with the noise germ, Todd can hear everything the men think and they hear everything he thinks. Todd is just a month away from becoming a man, but in the midst of the everything that's happening, he knows that the town is hiding something from him. Something so awful, Todd is forced to flee with only his dog, whose simple loyal voice he hears too. That was different. You never heard the dog in the movie. When I read that, I was like, ah! Oh, the dog thought too. But you didn't the dog didn't have thoughts in the movie. That's interesting. Right. Then it says with hostile men from the town in pursuit, the two stumble upon a strange, eerily silenced creature, a girl. Now that's also different because in the film the reason he ran away or fled was because he was trying to protect the girl. He didn't flee and then find the girl. Who is she? Why wasn't she killed by the germ like all the females on New World? Propelled by Todd's gritty narration, readers are in for a white-knuckle journey in which a boy on the cusp of manhood may unlearn everything he knows in order to figure out who he truly is. So that's the book series, and they obviously have adapted it for the film, which and they've changed quite a bit. Because, I mean, that's just the simple synopsis of the book. And already we've, like, saw the plot's different. The dog doesn't think. I wonder if we wanted the dog. Would you have wanted the dog to think, mm, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it was changed in the rewrites, right? Because apparently, or according to Wikipedia, announced in 2011. Yeah. Mm, the film underwent several rewrites. Yeah. That, so maybe somewhere there they were like, guys, should we make the dog... Nah, yeah, let's I'm not, not make feeling the dog. The dog. Talk. Yeah, they couldn't find the right voice uh, for it. I think it. it just makes it a bit more <laughs> down, down to earth. No, not down to earth. Down to new world. <laughs> yeah, realistic. Even though it's a sci-fi film. Yeah. Another thing that was different, also that they mentioned, is the two main characters in the book are teenagers, whereas in the film they're early, at, like in their their early t- um twenties. So. Young adults. Yeah, if you if now in the synopsis, we also read that he's about to become a man. For me, in the movie, that wasn't the case. He was he was young, but he wasn't the yeah. He was he was young, just he wasn't uh, like uh, he wasn't needing to become a man. I feel like he was already a a young man. <laughs> yeah. So main actor Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. She was the girl. So Tom Holland played Todd Hewitt. Daisy played Viola. And then you had Nick Jonas in the film and other very um, well-known actors. But I must say I really enjoyed Daisy Ridley. I really enjoyed her because she was so different in Star Wars. It was like a completely different character. And Tom Holland, he's a good actor. He is a good actor. He, I don't necessarily agree with all the films that he acts in. So there's two movies I've watched with him where I actually didn't finish them. I stopped watching them because I was just like... The one was Cherry and the other one was called The Devil of All Time. And I was just like, you know what? This movie is horrible. I'm stopping it. And I stopped both movies. So I don't always agree with the films that he's in. I don't necessarily, people might shoot me for saying this, but I've said it before. I don't necessarily agree with him being Spider-Man. Yes, I I don't. I liked um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but he's a good actor. I'm not going to say he's not a good actor. And he was very good in this. He played the role well. Yeah. 
I think with uh, Daisy, Daisy uh, Ridley, mm. um, the only reason why I like her is because she, she was in Star Wars. She was also in Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, that's right. Which I forgot about, actually, until I went and did research. I was like, oh, yeah, she was yeah. in that. Yes. So uh, Yeah. Yeah. I actually, there's another film I'd like to go watch. It's called, oh, gosh, I think it's a Shakespeare name. And I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to pronounce it. But... In the near future, if it's any good, me and Ryan will do a review on it. But she's in it, and I actually want to go watch it just simply because she is in it. So, like I said, this is the first part of the book trilogy by Patrick Ness. The difference is, is in the original novel, the main characters are teenagers, but in the movie, they are older than 20. Tom Holland, who they say is a notoriously boyish looking for his actual mid-20s age, so they say he does look younger than he is, he was asked to grow as much facial hair as he could for the role. In the span of five weeks, all he could grow was a thin, stripped goatee that, well, yeah, it was barely, I mean, I don't, did he have facial hair in the movie? I'm trying to think of that <laughs> I don't now. think he did. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, he couldn't, I'm like, why didn't they, if they really wanted, they obviously didn't, they were just like, uh, because if they really wanted it, they could have done makeup, like added facial hair to him. That's also true, eh? So I, I guess, suppose it wasn't important enough. They were yeah. just like, yeah, okay. They weren't prepared to add that makeup time in on the morning. During the first week of filming, Tom Holland broke his nose. No. After getting punched in the face by a stuntman during a fight scene. And on this particular day, it was the, fir- the, the day the main producer arrived. <laughs> so on the day the main producer arrives, his nose was broken. By a stuntman? Mm-hmm. Wait, how does that work? Who's they were, stuntman? They were rehearsing a fight. Who did he? Oh, who did he fight? He did fight in. The, oh, he fought that that alien weird alien creature. You think that's it? No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to think. When which, else did he fight? He didn't. He fight the at right at the end of the film on the river. That that. Oh that yes, guy. there was that fight. Okay, yeah, no, there were a couple of fights in the film. So shame. One of the stuntmen decided maybe he didn't like Tom Holland. Maybe he was like, "You don't deserve to be Spider-Man." And then, oops, sorry, man. Didn't mean to break your nose. But his nose was broken on in the first week, hey? That's hectic. First week of filming. In fact, filming wasn't... Ni- <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that happened to Tom Holland while, um, while filming. So on the last day of filming, Tom Holland passed out on camera while performing a scene where he had to hold his breath underwater. <laughs> so this was uh, quite a physical... Um, adventure for Tom Holland and then also he missed the Avengers Endgame 2019 premiere because he was busy doing reshoots for Chaos Walking so he was committed to this film let's just put it like that wow that is crazy now this I was shocked when I found this out so I found out about this film I think the end of last year and naturally you think oh it was probably filmed like you know whatever when this film, Principal Photography, took place in Quebec and it started the 7th of August 2017 and it finished on the 8th of November 2017. The reshoots took place from the 17th of April 2019. That's like almost two years later and then finished on the 6th of May 2019 in Atlanta, Georgia. So, I mean, that's crazy. And that was pre-COVID. It's not like that to go on production break, you know. They, there was no, there was no lo- lockdown or anything. So literally, they they filmed, and then almost two years later, they had to come back for reshoots. 
And I'm just, I think that might be, there was obviously something wrong and they had to fix it. Well, they say that it's, I'm not quite 100% sure what this means, but it says the um, it was following poor screenings. So, so then they were like, no. Nope. So in other words, it sounds to me like they, they finished it, then they had they, a look at it, and they yeah. were like, no, no, this is not working. Guys, this is a disaster. Mm. Some shouting, and it wasn't yelling, just people got fired, <laughs> then they got rehired. But it wasn't just an edit because you know sometimes so that does happen, and then the people might go, okay, let's change the 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 way. So so do you know you know for the movie Finding Nemo? Yeah. So I don't know if you remember in the beginning of the film they start off with the story of Merlin and his wife, and then his wife gets eaten by that fish, and then the only egg that remains is Nemo, and then hence his his his. What's the word? He, he wouldn't let Nemo go and he was like freaked out by the ocean. So now we all understand why he was like that. But apparently in the original script, how it was written was that didn't happen in the beginning. Instead, throughout the film, there were flashbacks. So only by the end of the film did you realize why Merlin was like that. You didn't know that in the beginning. And when Pixar first, uh, when they first did the screenings, what they found was the audience never liked Merlin. They, they didn't like the character because they, they didn't understand why he was the way, the way he, he was, was yeah. until the end of the film. And by then it was too late. They already didn't like him. So they then actually went and re-edited the film. They removed some of the flashbacks we never saw, but then they moved them all to the beginning, the ones that they kept. And then obviously the film worked. And you did now. People were able to feel sympathy for him because they realized the reason he's like this is because he's lost so much. So he's trying not to lose his only son. So sometimes it's a, a re-edit. Clearly for them, it, 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 a re-edit wasn't going to work. Going they needed back to, and redoing shots. Yeah. Do you yeah. know, I, the, one of the scenes I definitely know were done in the reshoot. So in other words, this scene was not in the movie originally. Was the kiss scene. So you know the scene where he imagines kissing her? Oh, yes. That wasn't in the original script. That was done in reshoots. So. How do you know? Because I saw in interviews, they uh, said they spoke about the fact that... I thought maybe you, there was something that was no, 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 I wasn't that. Uh, okay. Yes. Another thing, Tom Holland had his wisdom teeth pulled out and was bedridden for four days during filming. So this was one heck of a movie for... Nose broken. For almost him. passed, well, passed, passed out. Passed out. Missed the end game premiere. And wisdom teeth out. <laughs> yeah, so... He Damn. had quite a rough ride. The film required extensive reshoots during April 2019, which reportedly cost $15 million. Director Feed Alvarez worked with Dal Gleeman on the reshoots. Tom Holland had an uncredited role in... Okay, there was another film called A Monster Calls, and that film is also based on a Pat Patrick Ness book. And Tom Holland apparently had an uncredited role in that movie, and he also occasionally filled in for Liam Neeson on set. What? Right? I'm like, wait, wait. What? what? How? I don't know, <laughs> but he apparently filled in for Liam Neeson. On That's quite cool, though, to be the person that stands in for Liam Neeson. Do you think he was angry with him? Who? Liam Neeson. Was angry with Tom Holland. I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. <laughs> but 
I feel like he was filling in for him. So more, it's more like Tom Holland would have been like, I will find you uh, and I will act like you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the film was originally scheduled for release in on the 1st of March 2019, but it was pushed back to 2020 due to the major reshoots. And then it was pushed back again to January 2021. And, you know, generally when a movie is pushed back, it generally doesn't do well at box office. That's what we found. I don't know if we found a movie yet. I can't remember one that we did bad. Or you, uh, they had to push it back because of reshoots or and whatever. It did better. And the box office yeah. did well. Yeah. Daisy Ridley, she wore a blonde wig the whole movie. Yeah. She well, didn't dye her hair. Either or, <laughs> I suppose. She had a blonde wig on the whole time. Now, this I found quite interesting. So, Robert Zemeckis, I think that's how you pronounce his surname, he was in talks to direct the film at one point. And I was like, okay, I don't know who this person is. The films that this guy's directed is, brace yourself, Ryan. Take one wild guess, wild, as in old, old movies included. One wild Jurassic guess. Park. Nope, that was Steven Spielberg. You said take a wild guess. I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Zimakis. Yeah, and, and okay. m- movies that he had directed. That or? he's directed, yeah. Oh. So he was in talks to direct this film. Obviously, he didn't. But do you know what other films he directed? Oh, I actually don't know. I, I don't recognize the name. So first one, Back to the Future. Ah. Second one, Forrest Gump. Okay, S- there you go. S- uh, third one, Back to the Future Part Two. Back to the future, future Part 3. Flight, which was 2012 with Denzel Washington. And then there was a film, Allied, which had Brad Pitt in it. He directed that as well. This guy, I've seen... Um, obviously, we've seen Back to the Future and all of that. But he is a good director. So, yeah, I don't know why he didn't get it. And also, what's interesting with this guy is he's been directing for like... He, he's like a Steven Spielberg. He's... Yeah... I may I don't know. At that level. But it's not like Dow Gleeman is a bad director either because of Edge of Tomorrow and The Born that no, whole Edge of Tomorrow was bad. What are yeah. the chances that the trailer was supposed to be the original feel of this film? That is possible. And maybe that's why that's like, nah, it's not getting or maybe it was like that and they were like, No, we want something a bit more lighter and comical. I feel like they should have... So it could have been either it way. It wasn't a bad film. So when no. I watched it, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I walked out and was like, Meh. I really did enjoy it. There was just something... You know when there's something... You can't give it a 10 out of 10. Not because it was bad. Just because there's something... that It's like an 8 out of 10. So it's good, but it doesn't have that 2 that needed to get... Do you understand what I'm saying? And I don't know what it was. I I think my suspicion would be the rewrites, the reshoots, because it's storyline. And that, at the end of the day, get, goes down to the storyline. And I know that they did a lot of rewrites. In fact, on one of the... I watched a behind-the-scenes video, and the director was saying they had just finished, so the whole night they had rewritten what they were shooting that day. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's that's hectic. That's so... Yeah, I think that's possibly where Are they like the problem figuring out like, oh no wait, but this is not gonna make sense. We have to rewrite you this. You know what's weird though, is it was adapted from a book. And they changed stuff that was in the book. So maybe they should have kept it more true to the the novel then. Maybe that's the thing that would have helped. Because I, I think the novel did do well. 
Because obviously the book was now all well together, but now you start altering things, you're going to start changing a lot of other things. That no. you, maybe in the next scene that they changed, the dog spoke to the boy and warned him about something. Or, yeah. So, yeah, you never know what would have happened there. Now, this was crazy. So whenever Tom Holland's character, Todd, tries to hide what he's thinking, he says his name. So he keeps going, I'm Todd White, I'm Todd White. Todd is said or thought 205 times in the film. Nice. Viola is said 23 times and Manchi, which was the name of the dog, is said 20 times. Now, what yes. did you think of Nick Jonas? Uh, I didn't recognize him at first. Oh, serious? <laughs> I, 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 there was something I was like, wait, who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> I know him from somewhere. I know him from somewhere. Where does he come from? Where does he come from? The maze, the maze. No, not the maze. I don't know where he comes And then um, at the end when I saw the credits... You clicked. And I was just like, why is this guy? Now, here's my question. This guy is popping up all over the place hey, in movie scenes. Yeah, it's Nick true. Jonas. I feel Nick like Jonas. his role in this film was very, not similar, but similar to his role in Jumanji. Maybe it's because he was riding a horse. And in Jumanji, he also rides a horse. Yeah, I was thinking he likes adventure movies or something or out in the desert, out in the jungle type of Because he was also, so he was in Jumanji, but then he was also in Midway. Yes, that's right. Mm. Now, he spent seven months perfecting his southern accent for the role. That is commitment. You know, something, something else I'd like to really take note of. Like, do you know how many British actors are in this film? Mm -hmm. It is crazy. Because in the film, you're an American accent. I think the only person that was true to their British accent was uh, Viola. Yeah. That but even, it. I think she toned her, her, as in it wasn't her natural speaking she she does such she does so well at acting. Yeah, seeing her how she originally talks, uh, even for Tom Holland when I saw her, when I heard his accent because in the behind the scenes he talks in his British accent. You know it? the weird part with Tom Holland, I I don't I can't think of a film where he's got a British accent. I'm not saying he had he hasn't. He might have. The Impossible probably, maybe probably might have one or two. Oh wait, I think The Impossible maybe he was very young then though, but. I think in my head, when I think Tom Holland, I think he's American. Just because of how well he does his American accent. And obviously, yeah. most films, he's got an American accent. Yeah, I, I think it might also have to do with the way that, you know, we've been introduced to him with the American accent. Yeah. Um, there was also a, a guy called Aaron, that, that guy, that guy on the horse. Yes. That, that guy, he is British. Uh, there's the, what do they call them? Were they governors? Were they governors? Right? Yeah. Governor? The, the the lady healed if you hear her if you hear her she's also she's British. British I was just like wow then there was the governor of the the original town where where the story starts off yes have have you heard him talk like he's the way he, t he talks nothing like his actor really you're almost like you're like wait what wait, who's that what who did he play yeah um so he is the way he originally talks and the way that he talks in this it just shows how really well the, the actors actually are yeah uh, i went to check well. dog lehman is american he is american but i suppose i suppose because this film is humanity's gone to seek life on other planets so your population would get mixed up i suppose so it's not unrealistic to and also, Viola's character wasn't on the planet originally. So, maybe that ship that she was on was a ship from the UK or something. So, I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's, for, for me, the, the storyline made a lot of sense. It was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I like the fact that they 
was on another planet. Yeah. Number one, number two. The uh, idea, the concept, brilliant. Because how else would they move a whole lot of people from planet Earth? They would have to do it in waves. Yeah. And then number three, the amount of time that it took. So now you can add in the thing of, you know, uh, she had never seen a horse before. Yeah. She doesn't know what a dog is. He's uh, never seen a girl before. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all of the stuff that's like kind of entertained, but not too far-fetched. Fetched. Yeah. Except there was something that was far-fetched. The kiss scene was far-fetched. <laughs> this is why. Todd has never seen a woman, nor a movie, and there are no books, romance novels, or any other literature to refer to. There is no explanation as to how Todd could know about the custom and meaning of a kiss. I think it was just the... The male <laughs> instinct. Yeah. Do you really think so? Wanting. Like, let's think about this, right? Imagine you have never seen ever, ever, as in like, and obviously you've never seen a man relate to a woman as well because you've never seen a woman. So you don't know how to. And you've never seen, you've never yeah. read a book, you've never watched a movie. In other words, your life is void of woman completely. Yeah, look, it's it's true. Like you know, there's the scene where he hunts that octopus thing, magic, whatever it was. In the water, he stripped down naked and jumped in. Yeah. Now that you're like, okay, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know better. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. Yeah. So he, yeah. So like that, I think that was more realistic. But the kiss scene now, if so, if we base it on that, then the kiss scene wasn't realistic because he shouldn't have known what. No one told him what a kiss was. Yeah. I just found it really comical. It um, was a, it was a it was a clever concept. You know what they should have yeah. done? Then they should have they should have uh, they somehow should have brought in. Maybe she showed him footage, or something. yeah, or something, or he found a picture, or or. But it was so unexpected that it happens. No. I'm like, wow, really? You're like, like what are you doing? He's <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And just the reaction, like, and he's like so embarrassed. Shane, and he was so embarrassed. You probably could see he really didn't mean to yeah. think that. It's just that would be imagine, Ryan. Imagine your thoughts are displayed constantly. That was another thing in the film. What was the whole idea behind that? Was it a... I just think it was a cool protection concept. Protection, uh, like, thing where everybody's thoughts are... I don't know. I just think it was a cool concept. Maybe, and maybe in the, the book series, so I don't know, I haven't actually read the book series, but maybe, like, as the, the novel goes on, you find out why it affects men. I, I don't know, I'm not saying it does, so don't go read the books and be like, she lied! I don't know, but I'm saying it could possibly be that they then expect. So, maybe, yeah. look, I personally would like to see a sequel to this film. I don't know maybe if they'll we'll get do it right, though, because of how badly it's done. So, but maybe in the future we'll find out. Yeah, true. But I would like to see a sequel. I think it's, it deserves a sequel. Well, I'm going to be watching this film again with my family. Yes. I'd it's like something to watch that. My wife and my kids will definitely enjoy. And it was enjoyable. It wasn't... Uh, and the concept's brilliant. It was a brilliant concept. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so that is Chaos Walking 2021 film. Filmed in 2017, though. We definitely recommend that you watch this one. Yes. Even though it's received bad reviews. But we don't listen to the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> We've had good films that reviews are like, nah, and we're like, what? So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So go listen to our previous shows. We've got tons of other reviews. We've got interesting shows. I was actually going back on our previous shows, Ryan, because do you know the uh, shade this week is shading our second show? Really? Eh? Our second. I'm not oh, even. Yes. I. 
I do another show called The Shade. I'm b- probably going to be shaded. So, Ryan, I might call you in for backup. But I was looking through our previous shows, and there was one show I saw. I was like, oh, I want to go listen to that show. So, because I couldn't even remember what we said. I think we said it was the, the top, the best top moments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Doesn't that sound like a nice show, Ryan? That Don't you want to go like listen to that? <laughs> yeah, just to bring back uh, the, you know, Back, back, wait, the memories of. Just looking. I back. don't even remember what we said was the the best moments of yeah. the month. See, so if we yeah. go listen to our show, come on, guys, go listen to, go look at the previous shows. There's tons of shows we've been going for. I think yeah. like three years. And you are guaranteed to find a film you didn't know about, yes. but it's brilliant. That is brilliant. You might just find your next favorite show. Yes. And maybe you've been wanting to watch a movie, but you're not sure. Maybe you find that we did a review on it. Go listen to our review, and then you'll know if you must watch it or not. There you go. Yeah. So this is us from the movie show. On Active FM. Mm-hmm. Signing out. And saying goodbye. Peace out. <laughs> Let's say goodbye. Bye. Join the Active FM shows. Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven, Twitter and Gab at Active FM, Facebook at Active FM forward slash Triple Seven, as well as YouTube at Active FM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop. Don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out.